Matthew. Amen. I want you to open to the book of Acts chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 1. I'm going to share an embarrassing story about myself. <clears throat> That's all right. Because I know I'm not the only one who's been there. <laughs> I was pioneering in Oklahoma, <clears throat> my church, and uh, I don't have a very good education. I have a sixth grade education. And so uh, when I had moved there, I took the first job I could get, which was uh, uh, for Terminex, killing bugs. I was chasing cockroaches around. And, um, and so I wasn't getting paid that much. I was getting paid $11 an hour with a family of four. And uh, so, uh, you know, we're there, and about six months into this, my truck breaks down. And so how many know when it comes to car problems, oh, Lord, that's a headache. And so I'm there. I told my wife, I said, listen, we only had one vehicle. So I said, listen, I'm going to take my vehicle uh, and we're going to go get a price on what's, uh, you know, how much it's going to cost. I go to multiple shops and they tell me it's going to cost $1,500. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't got $1,500. I'm making 11 bucks an hour. It's a miracle we have food on the table. You know, we've been eating Hot Pockets and and ramen noodles for the last month. And so I'm just, I'm looking at this, and uh, one of the guys in my church, his name is Marquise. Marquise calls me, he says, Pastor, I know a pastor who's a mechanic. And I said, oh, thank God. And so I go to him, and this pastor, I said, hey, pastor, listen, I'm a pastor here. I'm new to the area. I need someone to fix my truck. I said, how much would you charge me? He goes, 2000 I said, hey. I said, boy, you, you're more than everyone else around here. And so, so I did what every man does. I went to Harbor Freight. I got the best tools I could get. I got on YouTube, and I watched how to do, fix my vehicle. And listen, my boss was gracious enough to pay me for the day I had to work on my vehicle. And so I'm there, and it's a chore. I got to drop the whole front end, take off all the, the, the panels. I got to tilt the motor. And listen, it is packing bearings, everything. It was a mess. I'm about six hours into it, and I finally reached the point where I pulled the part off. I was like, I got this. $2,000? I don't think so. I just spent $450, and I got new tools. I'm feeling good. And so I'm in there, and I'm getting it together. And, I'm, you, you know, it comes off a lot easier than it goes back on. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes it could be so stressful trying to put everything back together. And so I'm there, and I'm, I'm, I'm holding my tongue just right. I'm laying upside down trying to put nuts and bolts on, and I can't do it. So I, what I do is I get up and I get all my tools, and I launch them across my, my garage. I am so frustrated, and man, I just, ah, and I launch him, and my wife comes out, and she goes, Pastor, are you okay? <laughs> Wives know how to humble you. And so I, I said, listen, I can't get this. I said, I'm too big. You know, my wife is a little Mexican girl. She's about 120 pounds. I said, listen, I can't do it. And she goes, she's in her pajamas, my, by the way. She says, let me try. And so I said, okay. I said, so she gets under there, and I tell her, no, you're doing it wrong. She says, Pastor, if you want my help, then you won't yell at me. Woo! Boy, now's not a good time to fight with your wife. She's underneath my truck, and, she's, she, and she starts getting it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, just like that. And I'm telling her how, 
And so, listen, we're about eight hours in. It's like three in the morning. And I'm exhausted. And we get the truck and we start it. I say, yeah, I did it. And my wife looks at me. <laughs> and so I'm pumped. And so we got the truck together. And about an hour and 20 minutes away, there's a pioneer rally. And so the churches are coming together. I have about a $200 in my pocket still. And I said, yeah, we could go get some Jesus because he's good. I didn't have to pay two grand, pastor. And, and so, so listen, I'm feeling good right now. And so we drive, you know, the kids are happy. The, the truck is running good. And I show up to this meeting and they say, hey, you want to take up the offering? Yes, I will. And I get up there and I said, God is so good. He equipped me to fix my truck and I have extra and abundant. And, and, and so we give all that we have. And, I, and I, my wife is like, well, what are we going to eat? I said, God will provide, babe. After the service, the pastor says, hey, you want to come eat? It's on me. I said, bam, there it is. I said, you see that? My wife is so, she's like, oh, my gosh. And I go to start my truck, and all I hear is, and my truck starts knocking again. The same issue I had, we had to leave it. And I... First thing I do when I hear it start, I look at my wife. What did you do? <laughs> we try to blame everybody else, but let's be real. After $1,500 later having to redo it and pay somebody, now I'm about you know, $2,400 in the hole. I asked the mechanic, I said, can you tell me what is it I did wrong? And he starts laughing. He says, well, what did you do? I said, everything you two told me. And he goes, you forgot a gasket. I said that to say this, that we serve a God that when you have your hands in everything and you think you know what you're doing, later on down the road, it could cost you more than what it really should have been. If you would have just took it to the correct place, which is Jesus, amen, and allow him to fix it, amen, you would have to, uh, you would still have black hairs. Some of us might still have hair. You see, when we take things into our own hands, many times it could cause us more stress. And I learned that the hard way because, you know, there are some things that we need a helper in. God has given us doctors. He has given us mechanics. He's given us pastors, leadership, spouses, friends, brothers. Amen. But the greatest promise on what I want to preach on tonight is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Because you and I tonight cannot go through this world without a helper. Jesus understood this. Amen. From the very beginning of time, the Bible says God created you and I in his own image. We are all in the image of God in this place tonight. The Bible doesn't say in the very beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the birds of the, 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 the oceans, the fish and all that. And he breathed his spirit into them all. The Bible does not say that because he did not create fish and dogs and cats in his image. The Bible says that he breathed his spirit into mankind. You know what that means? That means that you and I, 
amen, have the Spirit of God, which brings life. You and I have a will and a purpose. And the Bible says that God's will and purpose for you and I is that we serve Him. But tonight we have to understand that when man failed in the Garden of Eden, when Eve partook of the forbidden fruit, amen, sin separated us from God. That's why Adam, amen, was there and he said, well, this woman, he started blaming everybody else. But listen, it was our fault. I want you to understand that. Our nature, our decision. I can't tell you how many times I get asked on outreach. Well, if Jesus loves us so much, then why is there so much killing in the world? It's because of sin. They say, well, why doesn't Jesus just come in and fix it all? Well, he did come and fix it all. You just choose to, di uh, to discard it. You choose not to receive the price that Jesus paid. Amen. The Bible says that Jesus gave his life to break the curse of sin in our life. And when he did that, the Bible says that when he died on the cross, he made a promise before he left. And that promise was the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now tonight, we're going to get real deep and real good into the Holy Spirit tonight. Because you and I, in the world that we are living in, there is a twisted misconception of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some people will not receive the Holy Spirit. Some people are against the Holy Spirit. Some people have some weird idea of what the Holy Spirit is. And so tonight, by the end of this service, you will have a clear understanding of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, and how He operates, and the benefit of you receiving it tonight. Let me tell you something. When I got filled with the Holy Spirit, it changed my life forever. I'm telling you, when I gave Jesus my life, I said, Lord, I don't just want part of you. I want all of you. Amen. The Holy Spirit do doesn't just want a portion of you. He wants all of you. He doesn't just want weekend visits. Amen. He wants complete custody over your life. Oh, tonight we're going to have a good time. If you ain't excited, I'm excited. Maybe my excitement might rub off on you. Might have to sing an old hymn, huh, Pastor? I don't know. There's a song. I like singing, I got joy in my soul, God is in control. I got Satan on my trail, but I'm singing all is well. Oh, you ain't hear me tonight. <laughs> Let's get into the Word of God. It says in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus talking. He said, But wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the seasons, but which the Father has put in his own authority. But you shall receive power. Everybody say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Amen. The Holy Spirit. I want to talk about what the Holy Spirit is not tonight. Amen. We understand that it is a promise from God. Jesus promised his disciples, and he said, 
Listen, it is to my benefit that I leave you, but do not be afraid, but wait here. I am going to send you the comforter. I am going to send you a helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. Now, amen, in the religious world, amen, some people think that the Holy Spirit is enthusiasm. You know what enthusiasm is? It's what, oh, I, 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 sister, I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Enthusiasm is when people start getting beside themselves uh, and, and, and not feeling nothing. They're just trying to get, they're just trying to be a part of what's going on. Like, oh my gosh, oh, oh the spirit is moving. Like, you show me in the Bible where Jesus act like that. Like, seriously. You see them barking like dogs. The laughing revival. Can you imagine seeing that? The laughing revival. Listen, do your history. There was a revival where they just started laughing. <laughs> a laughing revival. That is not who God is. That is not who the Holy Spirit is. Show me in God's word where it is a laughing revival, the Holy Spirit. You see, this is where people kind of get twisted on who the Holy Spirit is because you have these people full of carnality and they try to produce something that isn't of God. And so mankind is into methodology. It's like who wants to be a millionaire? Well, if you follow these simple steps, these methods, you'll become a millionaire. Some people try to do the method of gambling and they end up in a bad place. Listen, you cannot make up who the Holy Spirit is. Amen. The Holy Spirit does not enter into a person and allow them to live the same way. Oh yeah, bro, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I just got trashed last night. Don't remember what happened, but I'm filled with the Spirit. No, he will not allow you to live the same way. Amen. He, will, he demands a temple, which is your body, and he demands it to be clean and pure. That's who the Holy Spirit wants. Amen. But what the Holy Spirit is not, he is not an addition to your life, and he is not a personification. You know what a personification is? Right now, it's starting to get cold outside. And what does everybody think when it gets cold? Jack Frost nipping at your nose. That is not Jack Frost. It's cold outside. Get over it. Santa Claus is a personification of Christmas. The Grinch is a personification of a, someone who wants to steal Christmas. Bunch of shickles. Right? Are you following me tonight? Jack Frost is a personification of cold weather. He is not a personification. This is not who he is. He is not courage or enemy. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's go find a demon. Listen, you're going to be running down the street naked. It is not courage or energy. Amen. He is not a personification. He is not enthusiasm. Amen. He is not uh, angry. He is not better than you. you. You know what I'm talking about? You, oh, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something, brother. Who do you think you are? Like, you show me where Jesus acted like that. Show me. I dare you. I'll change everything I believe in, everything I'm preaching right now. Because this is not who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is just like Jesus because it is him. I said this last night and I'll say it again. I am up here an evangelist, right? I'm a preacher. Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're three in one. This is where people lose it. 
They think, well, how could three people be one person? Well, listen, I'm an evangelist. I'm a husband and I'm a father. I'm three in one. And the Bible says that he created the heavens and the earth, talking about the father. Then it says in John chapter one that the word became flesh. Jesus came down. God himself came down in the form of man, which is Jesus. And when he was crucified, the Bible says when he was glorified, he sent his spirit. So it's like this. If you work for a job, who works, who works at a job in this place? It's probably most of us, right? When you get hired on at your job, you have to take on the spirit of the company you're working for. If you work at Walmart, what, do you just show up in Dickies and, and, a, and a wife beater? No. You have to put on the vest. Amen? When you go, hey, I'm a doctor. No, you're not. You have to act like a doctor. You have to go through the school and you have to take on the spirit, if you will, of what it is to be a doctor. You take on the spirit of Walmart. If you're a salesman, you take on the spirit of Toyota or Ford, wherever you're at. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus. And he exercises the merits of Jesus or he exercises the same abilities as Jesus, but he occupies and uses God's people to foresee his will and his purpose. So what that looks like is your children. Your will for your children is that they would grow and be successful. Amen. If, you, if that's not your will for your children, we'll pray for you. But listen, but how do we do that? We exercise our authority through our children. My daughter's name is Stella, and she is a diva. And I say, girl, you're not going to be a diva. You're going to be a respectable young lady. Now get your butt in there and clean your room. And what does she do? She goes in there and she cleans her room. If she throws a fit, I exercise my authority, and I whoop her butt, and I drive all evilness from her, <laughs> which is biblical. Spare the rod. Oh, Lord, I better not get into children tonight. And I exercise my authority and my will is being produced through my children. And my, the room is getting clean. This is how Jesus operates. He is a person. He has substance, but not material substance. Some people are about to freak out right now, but let me explain. Amen. It says here in the word of God in John chapter 20. Now Thomas, being called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. Thomas was not present when the other disciples saw Jesus after the crucifixion. It goes on to say, this is Thomas speaking. They call him Doubting Thomas. He says, he said to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them, and Jesus came. Listen what it says. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here. Look at my hands. Reach your hand here. Put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believe. Listen what happened. They're all together, and here's Thomas. Listen, this is most of us right now. Well, I ain't going to believe Jesus 
Hey, man, unless I see him. Listen, that's kind of weird if you want to put your fingers in someone's hands. That's weird. I was on, but listen, he, he really didn't believe that Jesus died. He really didn't believe that he was resurrected. And Jesus goes to great lengths to say and show himself to Thomas. And it says the doors being closed, just like in here. And as they were assembled together, it doesn't say the door opened. It says he appeared, meaning that he can penetrate. So being the spirit of Jesus, he could penetrate the hearts of his people. And it says that he proved himself to Thomas. And he says, do not be unbelieving, but believe. Blessed are those who believe who have not yet seen. I'm here to tell you tonight, blessed are you who believe tonight even though you have not seen. Amen. Some people will say, well, how do we know who the Holy Spirit is? I've never seen it move. Well, how do you know you're breathing in oxygen? You see the effects of oxygen, right? You're breathing right now. You see, he is one being. He is not another. He has intelligence. He has feeling and knowledge. He has the ability to sympathize with you. He has the ability to speak and to hear. And the Bible says that Jesus is promising you and I that he's going to send his spirit to help you. But just as all these things about the Holy Spirit, what he is not, but what he is, he is Jesus. And who Jesus is, he is a person that could feel just like you and I. Now, I want you to get a load of this. I had a German shepherd dog. Oh, man, let me tell you, I love that dog. Hated his name. My mom named him. His name was Prince. But he is a big old German shepherd. And when he died, I was 20 years old, and I cried my eyes out for him. I'm talking like a baby. Is there anyone in this place that cried for my dog, Prince? I want you to lift your hand. Why not? Because you can't grieve something you never loved. The Holy Spirit can grieve. He can be grieved. What that means is he loves you. And when you choose not to receive his spirit, you are grieving him and he cries that you reject him. It's like when my daughter, she came up to me one time. Matter of fact, I think I have it right here. I'll show you. I thought it was in here. She gave me a note. And in the note, she wrote that I believe that Jesus is alive. And when she wrote that, I said, baby, how did you come to that conclusion? She's only seven, about to be seven. And she says, I was in church, and I just felt him tell me he loves me. Because God cares. Listen, children are on a different level of faith than you and I. And tonight, he could be grieved when you say, well, I received the, the Father and the Son, but this Holy Spirit, I don't know about that. It's the, he's the same person. He's the Father, He's the Son, and He's the Holy Spirit. It's like you receiving me as an evangelist, but you don't receive me as a friend and, and a fellow believer. So I believe, I, you know, hey, you're a preacher, good, but as a friend, I don't think so. You grieve the Father. Some people say that they are filled and they act hard or they do weird things. That is not who Jesus is. If you want to know how the Holy Spirit operates, study the life of Jesus. He healed the sick. He comforted the afflicted. He 
fed and he provided for those in need. He comforted those who were hurting, those that called on him. He answered them. He spoke to them. He gave direction. He gave wisdom, guidance, and he gave knowledge because he is the Father, he is the Son, and he is the Holy Spirit. He's three in one. The Bible says in Isaiah 2.11, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Listen tonight, the spirit of God tonight, when you receive him, is the greatest asset to everything that you're going through. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, 26 through 27, uh, 27 likewise, the spirit also helps in our weakness. I wonder if you're a robo-Christian in here. Lift your hand. I know I ain't. But you see, with the Holy Spirit, he helps in our weakness. It says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. The Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He's saying that when you are in a place and you don't know what to pray, that the Holy Spirit, when you are filled and receive him, that he will go before his Father in heaven and pray on your behalf. I wonder how many people have ever been in a place and you just throw your hands up and say, I don't even know what to do anymore. I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to get past this. I don't know how to get through this, uh, this, uh, this uh, trial in life. I don't know what to do in this storm. The Bible says when you come to the Father and you feel, He says in your weakness, He is made strong and He will pray on your behalf when you don't know what to pray. I don't know about you, but I would love Jesus to pray for me. It goes on to say, Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. You know what that means? That means he's going to pray for you on what he knows is best for you. So, oh Lord God, give me a million dollars. No, that's not good for you right now, because you can't handle what you have already. That's why you're in the place you're in. Amen. That's why it took some of us guys a little bit longer to get married. God said, we got to work on some things on you before we give you a lady because you you're already destroying your life. I mean, you don't need to destroy your wife's. Maybe that was only for me. I got married at 24. God had to do some work on me. All right. The Bible says the Holy Spirit was promised. And there's gifts of the Spirit. Diversities, but they operate all in the same Spirit. And tonight, the Bible says that he wants to give you a helper. If Jesus says you need it, who are we to say we don't? If Jesus died on the cross, amen, how could we say we want to receive? Listen, some people want the benefits of certain things, but they don't want the consequences of others, right? So in other words, like, yeah, I want a paycheck, but I don't want to work. Well, that's not how it works. You have to work for a paycheck. Listen, you can't have part of Jesus. You can either have all or nothing. Some people want that gray area, and there is no gray area. You see, because Jesus wants to be Lord over your life. He wants to rule your life, and when he rules your life, he could bless your life. You know, when I was dating my wife, listen, I, was, I had a messed up mentality, man. I, I, I was messed up. 
And I said, God, I don't know how to treat a woman. I don't know how to be a gentleman. I don't, I don't know how to be a father and a husband. I shared with the congregation, my dad was a part of my life, but he was never in my life. He was a provider, but he would never teach me how to be a man. And five years ago, my dad walked out of my life for no reason. I have no idea why, and I haven't heard from him. But you want me to tell you how I became a man to my wife, a husband that is a righteous, godly man? You know how I became a godly father? As I said, God, your spirit dwelling within me could teach me. The Bible says the spirit of the Lord will teach you what you need to know. He taught me how to be a father. Why? Because he was first the father. He taught me how to be a husband, to treat my wife with respect, to love my children, to take care of them, to protect them. You see, the Spirit of God can help you in every area of your life. He is an asset. And tonight, if you receive Him, there are many gifts that he has to offer which are not uh, limited. So let's just take a recap before we pray tonight that everything you read about the life of Jesus, he caused the increase, he comforted, he helped, he healed, he directed, he gave wisdom, he delivered. All these things could be a part of your life. And they could benefit others around you. Listen, it says there are gifts, there are ministries, but they are the same Lord. There are activities, but the same God. I'm not going to read this whole thing. But it says to one is given for the profit of all. That when God fills you, it benefits those around you. Listen, there is a word of wisdom. There is a word of knowledge. There is uh, gifts of healing. There are gifts of faith, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, which is very important. This is one I want to talk about real quickly, and we're going to close. The discerning of spirits. What this is, is when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, His Spirit testifies of His truth. Okay? Now listen. If you go to, uh, what, what's a, uh, to a Buddhist temple, right? And you sit in there and they're teaching that Buddha is the way. How do you know if that's right or wrong? Because in here, in your knower, you know, right? In your heart, you know that Buddha is dead. There's only one living God. Your spirit testifies that that is false. Well, listen, in these last days, the Bible says there will be others who claim to be Christ doing miracles. But it is not God. And when you have the, and you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it will testify of the truth of who Jesus is. So when you hear someone preaching, amen, you will be able to sit there and say that is of God or that isn't. Because I'm here to tell you, if you are not filled with the Spirit of God tonight, and you cannot hear the voice of God, my question to you is, if you can't hear Him now, where it's all calm, and you're in His presence, what makes you think when the trumpet sounds and God calls His people home, you will hear, hear His trumpet? Because if you can't hear Him now, in the world of chaos and confusion, 
you will not know the voice of God. Tonight, it is detrimental that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. It is a benefit to you. Amen. The world and religion says it's weird, but it is the Spirit of God. The world wants you to say that being a Christian is against, amen, the LGBTQRST, whatever it is. They say you're against, amen, uh, all these weird things of abortion and youth in Asia, but that is completely against everything that God is. God is a God of structure. He is a God of clarity. He is a God not of confusion. He is a God that makes sense in everything. And he could heal each and every person who is bound by sickness, disease, and sin. Amen. There are a lot of people who are hurting in the world today, and his spirit will testify and bring a clarity and a revelation of what is right and what is wrong. You know, it's funny, and here I close, that there are fruits of the spirit. So when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love, will be coming out of you. When you see a, someone on the street who is hurting, man, they just went through a bad day and now they're on the streets. Who knows what they went through? You could love them and reach out to them. You show me where there's love in the world today. It says that you could have joy. Some of us come into church so upset and mad, we make the devil mad. Come in all. We have a word, all genioso. You know what that means? It means you come in like this all the time. But listen, you could come in with joy. We could come in with peace. Some of us need some peace in our life. Listen, I'm not saying you're going to understand everything tonight. But listen, God will give you understanding. And you could have peace, long-suffering, meaning when times get hard, he'll help you through it. Oh, man. Kindness. Oh, that's a big one. It's hard for us to be kind, especially the Dallas Cowboy fans. Woo! But God could help us. Amen. He could help us. <laughs> you know, it's funny. If, if, if people were as faithful to God as they were to the Dallas Cowboys, boy, we'd be in a revival in America. Talk about revival. I mean, those folks have faith, and when they're going through it, man, oh, this is our year. Man, they've been losing for 10 years straight. Come on, somebody. Can you imagine if God's people had that kind of faith in him? Woo! The next fruit would be good. Goodness. Faithfulness. Lord. Gentleness. This is a big one. Self-control. God could give you self-control. Ain't no one going to tell me what you're going to tell me to do. Boy, you better calm down, girl. My little daughter, she whips her neck around all the time. Dad? I said, girl, you better stop whipping that neck around. She's a little ear hustler, too. You know what that is? She wants all the gossip. I said, girl, you better put that ear away. Those little girls are something else. Pray for me. I'm already getting gray hair. Amen. And it says... Against such there is no law. And those who are of Christ's love crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. 
when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to pray for that right now, listen, you will have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, quietness. Oh, let me tell you, you, you it is a benefit. And you'll be able to pray for those when you don't know to pray. My cousin is a homosexual. And his image of Christianity is that we hate them. That is a false idea. Jesus died for him. And I said, brother, listen. I don't agree with the way you're living, but Jesus loves you. And he could bring a clarity because the world wants you to embrace it. They're trying to indoctrinate our children in schools, drag queens. That's confusion. God is not the author of confusion. He is a God of clarity. And I'm here to tell you that he died for all. And he says, if you would receive my spirit, I will help you through these end times. Let's bow our heads real quickly.